Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is courageous entrepreneur, uh, Waldo Waldman. And you can find him at yourwingman.com. That's yourwingman.com. Now, Waldo is like this awesome, amazing guy. Like, and I'm just chatting with him and I see like this this man stands for excellence in every single thing he does. He's a motivational keynote speaker. He is the author of a New York Times uh, and Wall Street Journal bestselling book called Never Fly Solo. And you're going to hear a lot of terminology today um, about, you know, flying and, and jet fighters and, and wingman and stuff like that. And what Waldo does, in my opinion, um, with perfection is he connects it to business, to your life and why you need a wingman in your life. Now, Waldo, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of this introduction. Uh, he overcame massive claustrophobia and a fear of heights. So all of you that are scared of heights and, and, and small closed in spaces, Waldo overcame that to become a fighter pilot with 65 combat missions, 2,650 flight hours. Like that's insane, that's awesome. Uh, he was deployed worldwide, flew missions Iraq, Southeast Asia, Kosovo during Operation Allied Force. Uh, he's been awarded five air medals, five, two aerial achievement medals, four commendation medals, and two meritorious several medals. This guy's a war hero. He's fantastic. Uh, Waldo's been featured on all the top networks, right? So he's been on uh, Fox and Friends, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, Harvard v Business Review, Inc. Magazine. I'm not even going to list them all because there's too many. Waldo, welcome to the show. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? <clears throat> so so great to be here, Joseph. And thanks for, for reaching out. You know, the reason why I, I was introduced to you as through a mutual friend, a man that you inter uh, interviewed recently, Marty Grunder, who's an entrepreneur in the landscaping industry. He's also a speaker, and he was in my mastermind group. And for those that don't know what a mastermind group is, you need to because it's the people that you hang out with, the men and women who who create new paradigms of success for you, who uh, call out your blind spots and help you be better than you were yesterday. Uh, so, so Marty's a good friend, and I think it's really, really important to realize as we start off this, this podcast and people are sitting there, you know, trying to break through 100K, try, maybe you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, maybe thinking of leaving your current full-time you know, full job instead of working, you know, eight to midnight at night, like I did when I first started my business, uh, you want to just go full, 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 uh, full afterburner into that. So the people that you're hanging out with, key paradigm in creating a, a 100K 
a million dollar and hopefully one day a hundred million dollar mindset. I love it. That's great wisdom right there that you just dropped in. I'll tell you right now, Waldo, like I literally just forgot that in my own life. The very thing that made me successful, which was surrounding myself with people at the next level. Um, Like I looked at my life just recently and I was like, I don't even have a a defined inner circle. And I got called out by some of my guests. Like, what are you doing, man? You need a protected inner circle of people that encourage and contribute to you and you encourage and contribute to them. Nobody else gets in and you all rise to the top. So thank you for reminding of us uh, that right out the gate. Take a minute and share with us, Waldo, something personal uh, that very few people in your business life know about you. So, uh, number one, um, uh, you know, back to what we were talking about, about the military, uh, you know, as a fighter pilot, you know, I, I went to the Air Force Academy and, you know, they said, look to your left and right. One of you isn't going to be here in four years. You know, it's a 33% washout rate. Same thing in pilot training, same thing in the fighter community. And, and, and there was, there was this fear that, you aren't going to succeed. And it made you hungrier. It made you more, a little more, a little more anxious. And what that did was it propelled you to prepare more. It propelled you to sweat more. It propelled you to realize what it is that you're fighting for. So that fear was a good thing. And the reason why I say that is I, I, I was talking to my wife yesterday. Look, I run a seven figure practice. I made uh, 1.6 million last year in revenue. And I'm not saying that to brag because there's a lot of very successful speakers out there, a lot of very successful entrepreneurs who would look at that and go, (laughs) but you know, 10 years ago, I would not have even thought about that. Mm. I can make that type of money. And it was being around people. It was constantly pushing and stressing myself. So the things that maybe some people don't know about me is kind of the fact that I have some fear in me and the fear drives me. It doesn't overwhelm me. It pushes me and makes me want to get better every day. And sometimes I create this fear in my life, Joe. So sometimes, you know, things are going great. I'm like, it's still not good enough. I got to stay hungry. I got to stay hungry. And perhaps that is a little dysfunctional. And maybe you can agree with me, Joe, and maybe a lot of entrepreneurs who are pretty, doing pretty well right now think that way. So let fear be your ally. Mm. Let it motivate you to prepare to continuously grow but always at the end of the day, and this is what I've learned as I approach 50 in a month, in a, in a, in a month that you got to know what it is that you're fighting for. That if you're afraid and, you're, and it's driving you to propel you to move forward, then there's got to be what I call meaning in your mission. There's got to be a reason for pushing up the throttle, risking, sacrificing, and turning that fear into growth. Because if you lose that, and if you don't have that, you're going to be kind of flying by the seat of your pants and you're not going to have any direction or vector in your life. Man, I love the the mindset shift right there that you, you're starting us out, launching us out on there, Waldo. It's like rather than look at, uh, you know, fear uh, as the enemy in the, you know, the other jet that you're chasing or whatever, look at fear as the the co-pilot, right? In your own jet. Right. It's, it's, it's the, that's actually what's propelling you um, towards the destination, right? It's the fuel, Right. And without it, like, it's like, don't fight against it. Embrace it. It's be like, Hey, sit down with me. I'm not scared of you. Let's go. This is where we're headed. Where do you want to take me? Right. That's awesome. Right. And then, and then in, in, in conjunction with that, Joseph, do you, is it Joe or Joseph? What do you like? Joseph always. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Got it. Got it. I like that. Yep. Um, like my mom didn't want me to be called Bob. My real name is Robert. Everybody calls exactly. me Bob. So, so, but you need thrust, you know, fear is the fuel, which provides the thrust, but you also need vector direction. 
mm. this entrepreneurs that any peak performer can fail if they lose that direction, the vector in their life, the meaning to the mission, the target, the goal. Uh, I have a seven-year-old at home. Uh, I've been married almost eight years. My life shifted to me when I had them to fight for. So now I'm hungrier and fearful, not just for myself, but for them because I want to protect them. So I think part of the exercise in taking your life to the next level is what is the true north? What is it that you're fighting for? If it's just the money, if it's just the, 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 uh, you know, uh, the ability to say I made over $100,000 to buy the BMW, whatever it is, that may propel you, but it's not going to provide sustainable fuel and thrust and vector that you need to take your life and your business to the next level. I love it. That's huge advice right there. Startup Nation, listen to the value that Waldo's dropping on you right now. Waldo, how long did it take you to make your first 100K in this business? So, so here's the deal. When I left the military, uh, I left at 10 years and I joined the reserve or 10 and a half active, 11 and a half in the reserve. And I knew I wanted to go into the business world. I wanted to deal with people. A fighter pilot was intense. I did combat. I did the whole nine yards, but I am a creative guy. I'm a musician. I'm a philosopher by trade. Uh, I'm sure we've read the same books, Joseph, you know, and a lot of that. And, 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 I, and I love feeding my mind because I learned that, by the way, struggling through my claustrophobia, not before I became a fighter pilot. It happened when I became a fighter pilot or before I became a fighter pilot, but while I was a pilot, I was an instructor pilot. We could talk about that here in a little bit. So my fear, the biggest fear, the panic attacks and claustrophobia happened while I was flying. I never had an issue before. Hmm. So my dreams, my passion was suddenly, you know, taken from me, but we'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, Back to your question again. What was it? I'm sorry. The, uh, yeah. How, how long did it take you to make the first 100K? So it, it took me around two years. Okay, okay. Got it. So when I left the military, I got into technology sales. I was in mergers and acquisitions as well. I did two or th actually three to four years as a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I was in technology after 9-11 hit. This was a foreign company and they closed the US office. I was the last guy standing. Then I knew the CEO of a merger and acquisition company. My twin brother worked there. He trained me. And so I started cold calling Fortune 500 companies and learned how to sell. I read books on selling. I listened to seminars. I got as great as I could at selling. And I started making 10, 20, 30K a month in sales selling merger and acquisition consulting services to some big clients, Panasonic, UPS, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But then I started weaning into the speaker world. I won't spend too much time on how I got into that. But my brother's like, you need to become a speaker. You need to do this. And so I said, what did I do? I didn't want to leave this full-time job that was making me 20, 30K a month. So I worked from 7.30 in the morning to 6 at night. I was single at the time, hit the gym. And then from 8 at night to 1 or so in the morning, I became maniacal about learning the profession studying the speakers, joining the associations that, that were part of speakers, for example, the National Speakers Association. I learned the, the, from the best. I watched their, their videos. I said, what can I do to learn from them? You know, Tony Robbins says, model, don't mimic, right? Mm -hmm. So I modeled their, their, their philosophies, but I put it in my own paradigm, my own way, my own Walter Waldman philosophies based on my experience. And because I knew a lot about leadership and peak performance and teamwork, being in a fighter squadron. So by the time I started applying those sales techniques, uh, Joseph, to 
picking up the phone and asking for sales with, with conferences and associations, I was confident. I didn't make cold calls. I made bold calls because I researched. I applied the same techniques that I did in sales. And so the first year I made 70K, the second year I made 120K, third year over 200, fourth year over 400, and, and 600, then 800, then over a million. And I wrote those numbers down. I said, I made 250,000 this year. Holy moly. Or even when I was made, made 70, I said, I want to make 100K. I, I'm going to make 150K. And I thought about it every day. I wrote it down. Then how do I move the needle? How do I progress? And I put in the time. I learned from the best. I showed up at the meetings. I asked the questions. And I didn't pick anybody's brain. I nurtured their brain. I, I massaged it. I politely took them out to lunch, wrote them thank you cards. Was, 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 was I asked with honor, meaning I didn't just take. Mm. Because when you ask with honor from somebody who's more successful with you, than you, and you pay it forward and appreciate those folks who really have made a difference in your life, then you're creating you know, th th this, this, uh, this holistic approach towards, towards business and life. It's about taking but also giving. Yeah, so it's, I know uh, I talk a lot there, right? Yeah, it's reciprocity. I, I think you touched on it beautifully there, you know, and Startup Nation, listen to what Waldo was saying, right? He's dropping wisdom nuggets on you here, right? It's like, he just gave you the formula for success in almost any industry. It's the very formula he followed. It's the formula that led to his success. And, and I'm gonna go off on a little sidetrack here. When people come to me, Waldo, to your point, right. and they say, Joseph, can I pick your brain? Like my natural aversion as a human being is like, that sounds painful. Mm -hmm. And no, you can't because it's not with honor. It's, they're literally saying, can I come and take from you? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to contribute anything back. And it's just this taker mentality. And immediately it makes me repel and I don't want to give my time. Then right. I have other people that are honorable and they'll start with, you know, I'm really, um, I just really respect and appreciate your time. Um, you know, I'm struggling over here. Is there any advice you would give me about it? Right, right. Like, that's compelling. That pulls me in. What shows up for you there, Waldo? So, so what my favorite philosophy in the world is, is, is this. It's a quote. I didn't write it, and I don't know who wrote it, but it, it says, when you sip from the fountain, don't forget who dug the well. Mm. Okay? And there are a lot of well diggers in the world. And we, we ideally want to be around those well diggers. I want to be around the ones who are digging wells of gold uh, in my business, in my personal relationship with my wife, how to be a better dad. And so there's always somebody smarter, stronger, faster than you, somebody who can provide value to you. And I, I liken it to being, you know, on, on a ladder of life, you know, on the ladder of life, you need one hand up a lot, right? You got to reach for that next rung of the ladder. Who's up there? And what happens a lot of times when people are trying to break their barriers and achieve success is they reach way too many rungs high. Like I, there was a speaker who, uh, he, you know, he was kind of struggling. He didn't want to get together with a guy like me. He wanted to find out, help me network into meeting Tony Robbins or, or Les Brown, all these high level, you know, folks that have been doing it for 30, 40 years. And I say, look, and I'm saying to myself, here I am in this community, making a million dollars, Hall of Fame speaker. I'm doing some great work. And he doesn't even want to waste his time. He wants to go three or four rungs up the ladder instead yeah. of just going one or two rungs up. And what happens is if you try to reach too high, you're not going to get there. And in the same sense, Joseph, and I want the listeners to realize in the same sense that you have your hand up, nurturing relationship, 
honoring those who come before you, respectfully asking them out for lunch, 20 minutes of their time, staying in touch with them, uh, always you know, keeping them on your radar to not forget those who dug the well. You can do it with a phone call and email, giving them leads when you become successful is have a hand down on that ladder. Look for people who you can coach. I don't care if you're making 50 grand a year. There's somebody out there struggling who wants to make 50 grand a year. Maybe you're an entrepreneur struggling. Maybe there's something that you learned that you can help somebody else make that shift, that transition. And it could be a kid in high school. It could be your own child or somebody at your church or temple. Keep a hand down and pull somebody up and let somebody else pull you up. And that's the way the world works. And if you think about that, that there's always somebody smarter and stronger, faster and better than you, who can give you, uh, give you knowledge and advice on how to grow and seek those out while having your hand down to pull others up. That is reciprocity, reciprocity and that, that's how you can truly earn, uh, be a taker with honor and then a giver with honor. Mm. And, and do so without feeling guilty because you should not feel guilty if you're asking somebody for help, if you're gonna nurture their brain and ask them out for lunch. There are people that wanna help you, but if you don't ask and ask politely and honorably, no one will meet, you know, not, most of the time they're not gonna show up in your life. Seek them out, seek and they shall, uh, ask and you shall receive, right? Seek and yeah. they shall come. I love it, man. Like, you know, Waldo, what's showing up for me right here right now is we're all in this together. We need yeah. each other, right? And I say this all the time. I think the number one reason why small businesses fail, at least the ones I get to coach and mentor, it's not because of lack of funding and X, Y, and Z. The number one reason why small businesses fail is because of isolation. Right. It's because they block themselves off from asking for help, being humble, saying, I suck right now. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get better, but I need to learn who can help. Yeah, right? this, is, uh, this is why... This is right. Well, I wrote never fly solo, right? Boom. Because, because you get it. You may be in the, you know, we're in our cockpit on our own right now in our F-16 called our home office or whatever, but we're not flying solo. We have other people in our life who we can nurture relationships. who can lift us up. And so you, you can't think like an island, just like you said, uh, Joseph, you know, you, 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 you've got to be realized that the relationships count. Yeah, powerful. Like I couldn't record the show with you right now at my uh, one of my co-working spaces without my team inside running the entire operation. I do that. Right. So yeah. that that's like that's me not flying solo. And right. and startup nation, find how you could do that. So Waldo, let's get right into it. Like, be real, be transparent. Why do you think ninety percent of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first ninety uh, first one hundred k? So number one, it goes back to not being able to ask for help. Uh, they, they, they're too uh, insecure. They think it's not manly or womanly to ask for help, that they have to figure it out on their own. And quite frankly, they don't build the relationships that are necessary uh, and plant the seeds of those relationships in order to earn the right to ask for help in many ways. And here's what I'm saying. You know, Elizabeth Dole, uh, when she ran the Red Cross, is, she said something very special. She said, I didn't wait for the rivers to flood before I built relationships. If you're waiting for the river to flood, the missiles in your life to come, the struggle to happen, the fear to show up that may paralyze your ability to take action, and then going out and seeking the relationships out of desperation, you're probably going to fail. But if you nurture those relationships, if you show up at the soup kitchen, volunteer at the Chamber of Commerce meeting, at the association that you may be part of, if you're in financial services or in, in medical services or in technology sales, whatever it is, 
if you're an accountant, showing up, volunteering, giving your wings away, planting seeds, and leveraging the relationships and giving before receiving, that's an also another reason why they don't fail or why they will fail. And another reason why people fail is that they wing it. And wingmen, trusted partners, never wing it. The world is changing. Technology is changing. We spent 10, 15 minutes trying to get this whole, my, my video set up and the audio thing, you know, we're using Zoom. The ability for people to watch this video on the internet right now and gain knowledge with a click of a button is amazing. And just like you're, you're, this whole world is changing. So you've got to be a student in business, in entrepreneurship. You just can't expect what happened last year, what you learned five years ago in the books that you read to apply today. So this concept of continuous growth, this concept of working from the inside out. I told you I like to hit the gym uh, before I do these, these uh, webinars and, and, and interviews, podcasts, because it gets my mind on fire, right? It gets me pumped. It gets my mind thinking. It's an investment in me to give you more value and the listeners more value and ultimately my life more value, right? Mm. And it takes pain. I was suffering in the gym. I was sweating. I was on that damn treadmill with my wife next to me because we rarely work out together and it's a special thing when we do. I'm like, I'm going to kick some butt today. And so with pain comes peace. And I'm peaceful now because I've sacrificed. I put in the hard work. And uh, I know there's going to be a byproduct and showing up every day prepared and doing all those things. So hard work, asking for help, not taking yesterday's uh, information for granted and avoiding complacency. Because if you had a good year last year, mm-hmm. and I had a great year last year and, and another one this year, if I start pulling back the throttle of my commitment and my effort and my relationships, then it's a slow insidious descent to irrelevancy. So you have to constantly be thinking what you can do to be more relevant, to sharpen your sword, to build a brand. I love branding, you know, my whole wingman philosophy and never fly solo and all those things. That's part of my brand. If you go to yourwingman.com, you'll see that. Or Google Waldo Waldman, you'll see me. I built a viable brand, which took years. Mm-hmm. So the last reason why I think many entrepreneurs fail is a lack of patience, is the expectation that things are going to happen quicker than they should. Mm. That a true beautiful steak needs to be marinated and cooked the right way before you can eat it, okay? So I always say marinate the steak of content, marinate the steak of your relationships, of your business. Be patient, be methodical, have a plan, and then execute with precision all the while updating your flight plan. So uh, those are some key things uh, that I think an entrepreneur needs uh, in order for them not to fail. But unfortunately, most do because of those because of those reasons. So Startup Nation, Waldo just dropped, I don't even know what are we going to call it, uh, right? A, a missile of, of wisdom and insight on you right there, right? That It just landed. Like, that was awesome, right? So let's get into superpower. I talk about this on the show all the time, although um, what is that one thing that you've been gifted with that you just make look easy to others? Um, It's the one thing that you should spend the majority of your time on and outsource everything else. It's the one thing, it's the marinating of the steak. That's where you go marinate, right? Put the seasoning on that because with, you know, just a little effort in there and, and you build that muscle it becomes a superpower. What is your superpower, Waldo? It's funny because I, I, 
I work with a guy named Dan Sullivan. You know who that guy is, Joseph? Yeah, Dan, strategic coach. He's out of Toronto. It's a very big investment that I, I made because another thing is I, you got to invest in those relationships. You got to invest in the coaching, invest in the, in the seminars or whatever. And so we talk about this and, and it's really your, your sweet spot. What is it that you do that you can do effortlessly all day long and it will, it will help move the needle in your business. And for me, undoubtedly, undoubtedly is my ability to get on the phone and, and sell cold call or bold call because I do it with confidence. And I love getting on phone calls with prospects because most of my leads come in, knock on table here. They come in because I spend money. I invest in marketing. I've got a team of folks and I built relationships with different agencies as well. But when you get me on the phone, when you get me connecting and I'll research and you know, find out everything I could about that prospect because it's I never take it for granted that they're going to buy from me. I have an ability to connect with people and ask questions and I, I, I'm, I'm relatively fearless. There's always a sense of fear. So it's not ever about fearlessness because that's an unachievable, unrealistic goal. It's so if anybody's coverage. talking about fearlessness, as soon as you put the word fearless in your mind, you're going to create this paradigm that you must be fully fearless, that nothing will bother you. And as a human being, as an entrepreneur, as a parent, as, as somebody who has compassion and cares about things, you must focus more on courage. And courage is a byproduct of preparation, of commitment, of expanding your growth and your capabilities. So, so be courageous. Don't be fearless because it's an unrealistic expectation. It's BS when people tell you about it. And uh, it's a philosophy that I totally disagree with because I've been in war. I've been shot at. I've watched my life flash before my eyes. And if anybody I flew with said that they weren't afraid, I was going to say probably, man, that guy or gal isn't prepared. They're not sacrificing enough. If you're afraid, you are going to put in the work and sweat so you're confident and more courageous when the missiles come. So love it. Love it. Think about that. And, and, and also, as we, as we think about these philosophies, write this down and listen to the, to the podcast again. Listen to the Joseph's other podcast because you got to press pause on this video and go back and say, how does that look in my life? What am I doing that, that, to, to, to build the relationships, to put in the more time? What books do I need to read? What is something right now that I can do? Not philosophize on, not just listen here and get fired up. What are you going to do afterwards to lift the weights of your business and sweat so that you're more confident and capable? Uh, the actions, the actions, folks, that's what's going to move the needle for you, not the philosophy. Think about it and, and take methodical actions and maybe ask some of your team, your mastermind group, one of your wingmen to, to verify them with you because maybe, just maybe, you may have your priorities in the wrong place. And maybe somebody who's more successful than you, making that five, six, seven figures more than you, can, uh, can give you a, a better vector correction as well. Because sometimes we think we have the answers, but we don't. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So Startup Nation, Waldo is, has become your wingman on the show. Listen to what he's saying. Pause it. Reflect on your own life. Where am I not showing up? Where am I flying solo in my life and not asking for help? Who do I need to be around? You know, what is the work? What are the, the weights I have to lift in my business? And then suck it up buttercup, right? And do the freaking work. That's what it takes. And I think so many of us don't want to do the work because doing the work sometimes leads to failure and mistakes and setbacks. Let's talk about that. Waldo, describe your biggest fail, mistake, or setback your first year in business. Okay. So, you know, it's hard to really, you know, 
buckle it down, but I, I spent a lot of money in advertising mm-hmm. and that, that advertising money didn't really pr- provide a rule, uh, an ROI, a return on investment. Got it. We've all been there. And uh, I, looking back now, I didn't get a, a good return on that investment, but I have some good uh, marketing materials, by the way, that I leveraged it from. And, and what I learned from that is the relationships that I built by investing in things that didn't necessarily have a return on investment on my immediate sales, built a return on investment with my, my recognition in the marketplace, mm-hmm. with exposing me to different people and building relationships. For example, a guy named Gerhard Geschwantner is the publisher of Selling Power magazine. Selling Power, look it up, great magazine if you're into sales and want to constantly grow. It's like the self success magazine of sales and I love Gerhard. And I've spent a lot of money, almost 100, 100K over a few year period and it didn't really move the needle for my business but I built a relationship with him. And he invited me to speak at one of his Selling Power conferences. And I met people there. And it eventually led to business for me. So don't always look at your, your investment as something that's going to be an immediate return. Mm. A lot of it has to do with building branding relationships and writing checks that may be difficult at times, but look at the broader picture of how that investment is going to impact your business. And I think it'll take the fear out of that investment because it shouldn't be sacrificial. You can't always look at it as an expense. Look at what you're doing as an investment. So that was a big deal I learned. And I still, you know, I've lost $50,000 or $100,000 a year many, for many stupid decisions I made. And it's going to happen. But if you don't write a check, if you don't take a risk and invest, perhaps it's in a technology, a CRM, some type of system like Zoom, uh, it may not, may not always work, but uh, uh, be willing to learn from those failures and, and bounce back from them. Yeah, I get that, right? So Startup Nation, the underlying theme I'm hearing in this conversation with Waldo Waldman, you can find him at yourwingman.com. The underlying theme I'm, I'm really getting and getting present to is that invest in relationships, invest in relationships that are ahead of you, people a few exits past you where you want to go, and invest in relationships that are behind you. Maybe you're a few exits past people that are behind you. Reach back and help them get to where you're where you are, right? Because that's where they want to go. What was your number one fear, Waldo, that really messed with your head back then? When I first started out? Yeah. You know, and it's still it still is in some way. You know, will will I become irrelevant? Will I not make it? Mm. Will I be average? Here's the key. This is really important. Will I be average? I can make a decent living. I could probably throttle back and make a hundred. I could probably make $500,000 a year and not, not do much. I will eventually be irrelevant. Maybe then, you know, I'll be 60 at that time. Then I won't care or whatever. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, what am I doing to, to how, what is making me hungry? And my fear is being average. I don't want to just be the average speaker out there. I don't want to be the average leadership peak performance coach. I want to be the guy or gal, the guy. Today, I'm a guy, 100%. 100%. (laughs) I don't have those type of issues, but that's okay if you do. But I want to be the the wingman who's like, they, my, my mastermind group, they're always saying, Walter, you're constantly getting better. Your, your rates are constantly going up. You're maniacal. And perhaps, perhaps it's a little bit dysfunctional. But it's what drives me. It's what keeps me hungry. It's what makes me feel alive. So it's okay if you're average. But remember, on the opposite side of the fear is where growth is. Mm -hmm. And 
sometimes you have to step out of that comfort zone in order to grow. And I want to really reflect on what you said before, Joseph, you were mentioning how, and I always talk about the, the importance of relationships. That's the key here. But don't forget the most important relationship that you can have is with the person staring you back in the mirror. To look yourself every day with confidence and say, you know what, I'm going to put in the work. There's a saying we have, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in battle. Mm. I'm going to sweat today so I don't bleed. I'm going to work on my inner wingman, my health and fitness, my the books that I'm reading. I'm going to eliminate the distractions that may be dragging me down. You know, for a plane to fly, you need lift and drag. Focus on what's lifting you up. The people, the books, the nature, fitness, good food, music. And then jettison, hit the jettison button so all the drag is, is released from your aircraft. The negative people, the negative habits and patterns that you may have in your life. Yeah, be in your health and nutrition, the, the folks that you're on the phone with, maybe even your family who are dragging you down. You know, we all have people in our lives that potentially do that. So find out how to limit that drag and jettison the things that are dragging you down and put the good habits in your life. It takes work and sweat. I love chocolate. I love ice cream. Look, I'm going to be 50 years old. So you see, I was drinking this little shake here. I'm doing this isogenics thing. I lost seven pounds in the last couple of weeks. I'm hitting the gym more. And, uh, I realized that the pendulum swung in my life with my health and fitness a little bit. I'm like, you know, I got to get back in. I got to get back in. And you know how I realized that, Joseph? And, re and listeners, you know how I realized that? Was by being around other people, having breakfast or lunch or sitting on the phone with my buddies, watching them give me the example of success mm. and looking me in the eye, sometimes intentionally or unintentionally, and saying with their heart or with their words, you can do better than that. Mm. What are you thinking? It's time to push it up, Waldo. And that's the type of people that you want to hang out with, that exemplify and emulate excellence and that are willing to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Be Startup, honest with yourself as well. Startup Nation, the reason why I love this conversation with Waldo is here's a man that had massive success. He's had lots of uh, speed bumps, hiccups, failures, whatever you want to call it along the way. And he's at this level of success doing a million two per year in his speaking career, which is very successful. Million six right? last year. Million a million six. six. Sorry, didn't mean to diminish you, Waldo. Um, and you know what? He's calling himself out. He's calling himself out on um, where he's falling short, where he's not giving his all. And even sometimes more importantly, he's allowing other people, those that he trusts, that uh, you know he respects, he gives them permission to call him out in his life to say, Waldo, you could be doing better than this. You're not giving your everything. Right. So Startup Nation, look at that in your own life and where you're not applying everything. So speaking about that, Waldo, what would you say is the best business advice you've ever received so far? Oh, man, you know, I, I, think, I think joining a mastermind group, you know, getting out there with others and investing the time, uh, blocking off your calendar, uh, being around other people, not necessarily in your industry, folks, by the way. I, I, I have a mastermind with other speakers, but that, that uh, Dan Sullivan mastermind, with, I was two of only 100 people there were speakers. And investing the time to be around other thought leaders, peak performers, et cetera. Because like I said, there's always somebody that has a, has a better perspective on, on success than you. That is a big thing. And, and sometimes, you know, today you don't need... Uh, to invest in coaching uh, live. 
uh, or be uh, join a mastermind. You have virtual masterminds. You can do it with a Zoom call. Get together with your top guns, people in your life who, by the way, have different successes. You know, you don't want clones of you. If you're in financial services or, or CPA or or an entrepreneur in the franchise world, you know, running a, a Burger King or whatever. Sure, you have part of your mastermind group, some of those folks that are successful in that niche, but get other people in other industries who have different success principles and different, different things that they can contribute to the holistic approach of that, that, that uh, mastermind group. And a lot of people spend time with their clones. Don't do that. Mm. Uh, there's a lot to learn from each other, similar folks, but be around other folks that are different. I think that's powerful. Let me just jump in for a second, right? That's why I started a co-working space here in Tampa is so that people can get outside of their bubble, their industry bubble, be surrounded by other like-minded people who are all trying to grow, trying to improve, but they're in different industries, different verticals. And what's awesome about that is that their perception or their worldview from their industry uh, is so objective to what you're working on. And they can give you insights and perspectives that you never even thought of if you allow it. So please. Right. So you, you, you know, time is money. So you're investing perhaps time, time money and, and getting a good coach and, and, and uh, getting some, you know, maybe some, some, some coaching from a peak performance coach, be it me, Joseph, or anybody else that's out there, but you've got, you've got to invest your time. You can Google stuff, invest in these podcasts, just as you're doing, set aside some time, you know, a muscle, in order for it to grow, that's a muscle underneath that shirt. In order for it to grow, you know, you, you have to flex it, you know, and you need to put pressure on it, but then you got to relax that muscle and let the, mon- let, the, let the blood come in. If you're in the, in the cockpit and if you're dodging missiles and, you know, the whole day and hitting targets, sometimes you got to get down and refuel the jet, tighten down the rivets. This is a chapter in my book, tighten down the rivets, give yourself some maintenance and get out. This is what I kind of want to leave us with, because I know we have a limited amount of time left, is don't forget that your success may, in addition to making six figures or possibly hitting seven figures, may be about how much more free time am I spending with my kids? Mm. Uh, what, what, what life am I creating, giving to my church or charity and volunteering? So I, so I go to my son's baseball game so I can spend more time with my spouse or my partner, my friend, whatever. Don't let people suck you into the fact that your success is a metric of your, of your paycheck and of your business growth. You have to define what success is to you because there's a lot of great success, successful people who have a lot of money who are full of crap, mm-hmm. who aren't living with integrity, who aren't giving their wings away, who I wouldn't trust to play on a baseball game with. But they may have money, they may have success. So don't measure your success by those people. Measure your success by starting with that true north that we talked about. What is it that's important to you? What is it that fills your life with encouragement, exhilaration, and joy? Dogs, animals, charity, your kids, sports, music, giving, whatever it is. Focus on that. Craft your career so you can spend time on that. And then don't get distracted like I often do with the fight, with the business, with growing the business. I'm like, no way. You know what? Because today when I'm done with this podcast, Joseph... I'm going to go out with my wife. It's Friday. I'm going to be intentional about spending some quality time with her. We're going to go buy some carpet. We're going to go get a cup of coffee and we're going to connect. And I don't do that often. And I need to start recaging what's important to me beyond the paycheck. And that's important for you as a listener, as you craft a career of success and you make 100K in your business and hopefully a million in your personal life. 
I love it, Waldo. So Startup Nation, the question is, will your life matter? Will your work matter? Right? Find something that matters. That's the way to do it. Uh, Waldo, share with us one of your daily habits that helped you to get to where you are today in 60 seconds. Okay, so, so I, I would like, I'd like to sweat every day. I like to sweat every day. It doesn't happen. At least five days a week, I'll do it. But I want to get my heart rate up, get my energy going. It puts me in a better mood, uh, gives me more energy to, to, to create uh, more positive energy in my life uh, so that when, when I'm my assistant's here, who's home with his sick kid today, or if I'm, uh, I'm with my wife, because I could be positive. So that's, that fitness is important. And I also, I try to pray every morning. I believe in God. I don't know what you believe in, but I try to be intentional about that. You know, thinking what's, um, what I'm grateful for, what I love, what, I'm, what, what creates gratitude in my life. I could talk about my background, folks, about my childhood, a lot of the struggles that I had with my family, didn't have the best parents. There's, a, there's some negativity in my life, right? We all have it in some way. You got to intentionally seek out the gratitude. What are you thankful for? If you, if you know, and, and I think that builds more things to be thankful for in your life. Those are two things that I love doing every day. Love it. So gratitude first thing in the morning and then get in the cockpit and sweat and dodge the missiles, right? Get that heart rate going, pump it up. Love it. Uh, what is your favorite website, app, or digital resource uh, that you use today that really helps you grow your business? Well, you know, you know, I have something for, for my business called eSpeakers. It's an uh, electronic portal for calendaring on my schedule. Mm-hmm. It's great for my assistant to use. I can go in there and, and see what works there. Your calendar is, your, is a very important resource. It's your, it's your radar. It shows you where you need to be, who you need to call. It allows you to schedule breaks and intentional periods of hard work. Uh, so I like to use, I like to do it. Anything, anything that can make my calendar easy an electronic portal will say, this is what I need to do so I can schedule my day because I don't go home at night and you shouldn't either until you know exactly what your flight plan is for the next day. What are your priorities? What, what frog you're going to eat, right? As, as, uh, uh, the, the, uh, What's the guy's name? The, the speaker. I'll think of it in a second, but he says, yeah. eat your frog. You got to you gotta eat the bad frog, man. Do the hard work in, initially uh, so that you're not flying by the seat of your pants when you show up and being responsive at work. Be diligent and practical and have a plan before you come to work, not as you show up and say, what am I going to do today? So I like to be able to have a calendar set and know exactly what flight plan I'm going to have. Be intentional about it. Check off the tough things first, and then you'll be able to to, to start scaling your business a little bit at a time uh, and beware as a, a saying my buddy made up be, beware of distractions disguised as opportunities mm-hmm. uh, shiny objects yeah shiny shiny objects. Objects. may things seem like an opportunity but so when you schedule your day eat the frog and find out what's going to move your needle the most get that done as well got it so startup nation waldo just called me out on how i wing it half the time going into my next day and hopefully he just called you out let's stop doing it together waldo Finish us out here. What is the one thing you want the world to know about being successful in business? um, It starts with you. It starts with looking at the person in front of you and and being confident in that person and realizing that it takes effort and sweat and intentionality to to, to grow anything from your fitness to your business to a relationship with with your spouse or whatever. It's up to you. Don't outsource that accountability. You see, I always think the wingman that's most important is that yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and be confident in that person. Put in that work. 
put in the time, believe in yourself, feed your mind with it, sweat and sacrifice, and then all the other stuff will come together because people want to be, people are attracted to people who are putting in the time and, and investing in themselves. And then those relationships will naturally evolve and follow. Work on Love yourself. It. Love it. So we're listening to Walter Waldman and you can find him at yourwingman.com. That's yourwingman.com. Waldo, we're about to enter my favorite part of the show. This is the hustle round, or I'm going to rename it the first 100K round. I'm going to give you, I have 12 quick fire questions for you. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. And for each one that you answer within the time limit of three seconds, I'm going to give you, pay you a fictitious $10,000 per question so you can make 120 grand right here. Are you ready, uh, sir? Yeah. All right, here we go. Waldo, what's your favorite sound? So sound? Yes. The breeze in the, in the wind going outside. Boom, 10 grand. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, my dog snoring. 10 grand. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, baseball player. 10 grand. What are you most afraid of? Uh, failure. Got it. 10 grand. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, listening to music, maybe. Listening to music. Got it. 10 grand. What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, They'll they realize I'm afraid. Love it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Uh, mindset. Boom. Learning about my mindset. Got it. What is a new habit you want to form? Uh, Spending more time with my wife every day and my kids every my kid every day. Love every it. You're, day. Up to, you're up to 80 grand right now. What is a bad habit you want to break? Uh, naps. Naps. <laughs> Pick three words uh, to describe who you are now. Committed, courageous, compassionate. Love it. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in business. Uh, intense. Uh, maniacal and uh, introverted. Got it. I'm going to give you five grand on that, that answer. <laughs> Imagine sometime in the distant future and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. Waldo was a, a giver. He emulated excellence in everything that he did, but he, uh, he also gave his heart and his time to people who really needed it. Love it. And last question. If you could come back to life and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Uh, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Boom. Success, my friend. I'm cutting you a virtual fictitious check for $115,000. Well done. You just crushed the hustle round. Waldo, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? So if you go to yourwingman.com or Google Waldo Waldman, um, I'm all over LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Waldo Waldman, you'll find me there. And yourwingman.com, you can sign up for my newsletter there. Check out some videos. Uh, I send a, a, a wing tip out a month and a video every other week or so. And just to kind of about trust and commitment and sweat and growth. Mm. I love speaking with entrepreneurs. Uh, th that's probably the best way. And then, uh, if you want, you know, I want to give a copy of my, my book, never fly solo. If you guys could see it, it's a New York times bestseller. Um, hold that up again. Bestseller. I donated all the profits to veterans, mm. but if you want to get a copy of the book and to listen in the gym, to hear me in your car, when you're going into your next meeting to feed your mind with some of the content that you heard today, uh, if you text, 
If you text the word or text the word wingman, lowercase wingman to 38470, write down 38470, text wingman to that address, put your email in, and then you'll get the ebook or the audio book. And then you'll also get a, a download. You'll be able to go to my, my, my site and get all a bunch of resources and videos and downloads to my PDF and my keynote and all sorts of stuff there. So 38470, text wingman. And uh, if you go info at yourwingman.com, if you want to drop me a note there and give some feedback on the podcast, that'll be great. Love it. Startup Nation, take Waldo up on that generous offer. Text him now. Waldo, was there something else uh, that you mentioned earlier in the show you wanted to give to the audience or something like that? I think it was the book. It was Uh, the book. That's it, yeah. Got it. Awesome. Great. Uh, Waldo, thank you for joining us today. It's been really an amazing conversation. Thanks for opening up some things for me personally, and I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Thank you, Joseph. Great to meet you as well. Absolutely. God bless you. Startup Nation, imagine if you could make your first 100K this year. Head over to first100k.com and I'll show you how. And while you're there, shoot me a quick question or comment. That's first100k.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you are made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I will see you right back here next week. Peace. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.